This is Finance with Kids, a podcast to teach kids all about money. I'm Steve Coffrin. And this is Ava Coffrin. On this show, we take questions from kids all around the world and help provide answers so they can become financially successful on their own. So let's jump in and learn all about finance. Dad, you mean learn all about finance. Hey everyone, welcome back to our podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking all about when people started using money, why it looks the way it does today, and the money that exists in other countries around the world. That's right, Ava. Money has been around for thousands of years, but it didn't always look the way it does now. Did you know that before bills and banks, people used to just trade things that they had for what they needed? Really? How did that work? Well, let's say you were a farmer who needed a new pair of shoes. You would have to go to a shoemaker and ask him to make you a pair of shoes. And in exchange, you would give him some of your crops like wheat, corn, or maybe some peas. Oh, I get it. But what if the shoemaker didn't need my crops? That's a great point. That's why people started using things like beads and shells, which were valuable and small enough to carry around to use as an early form of currency. Hmm, but what if people just made their own beads then? How would they tell which beads were real and which ones are fake? Actually, they couldn't. So after a while, they started making money out of metal coins, which were trickier to fake. Everyone agreed that they were valuable, and so they were happy to trade the coins for the things that they wanted or needed. Kind of like how we use nickels, dimes, and quarters today. That reminds me, Do you think it's a good idea to bury my allowance in the backyard? Bury your allowance? Like, in the dirt? No way. Do you think that's a good idea? Definitely. Okay, why is that? To see if my allowance will grow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that, that is a good one. Thanks. So now I understand why coins are made. But what's the deal with paper money, Dad? Well, China was the first country to ever print money because it was lighter than carrying around metal coins all day. But it was also impossible to fake because it had a special stamp on it that was created by the emperor. And so people trusted it more than beads and shells because it was given to them by the government? That's exactly right. That's really interesting. But the money in China looks totally different from the money we use here in the United States, right? That's true. Here in the States, our currency is called the U.S. dollar. But in China, they call their money the renminbi, which literally means the people's currency. Whenever they spend money, though, they call the individual coins yuan. Wow, that's amazing. So if different countries use different money, how many currencies are there in the entire world then? Well, there's quite a few, actually. 180 to be exact. That's crazy! Can you name any other currencies? Hmm. Well, I know they use the euro in Europe. Yeah, they do. What about Switzerland? Do you know what their currency is called? Mm, I think it's the Swiss franc, right? Nope, it's actually called the Swiss Peter. What? No, I'm just kidding. It is called the Swiss franc, but it's spelled F-R-A-N-C, not like Frank F-R-A-N-K, like the name. So, do you know what currency they use in Thailand? Thailand? 
I'm going to say Thai dollars. That's a great guess, Ava, but actually they call their money Bart. Fart? What? <laughs> no, it's pronounced like Bart. B-A-H-T. That's how you spell it. So how do they keep track of all those different currencies? Well, it's a little complicated, but the value of each currency is determined by the global financial markets, which means the value of currencies can go up or down based on things like supply and demand. But how do we use different currencies when we travel then? Well, when people travel, they usually exchange their own currency for the currency of the country they will be visiting. So if I have a $10 bill, I can exchange it for a 10 euro bill? Basically, but there are also bills for $1, $2, $5, $20, $50, and $100 too. These are called denominations. Do you know which one is the most rare? I'm going to guess the $100 bill because I've never had one of those. Well, I'm sure once you start working, you'll see plenty of $100 bills. But no, it's actually the $2. That's pretty cool. So maybe we can negotiate a higher allowance for me so I can finally get my hands on some of those $100 bills. Haha, <laughs> nice try. But you're going to have to do all of your chores if you want to get your own green. Fine. Oh, hey! That actually reminds me of another question I have about money, but I'm going to let Jack ask it instead. Hi, my name is Jack. I am eight years old, and I live in Richmond. And my question is, why is money green? That's a great question, Jack. The green color of money actually comes from a special ink that's used to print it. The ink is made up of a mix of copper and other chemicals. Oh, that's interesting. But why did they choose green? Well, there are a few reasons. First, it was a hard color to copy, making it difficult for people to make fake money. And secondly, green ink was actually the cheapest ink and the easiest to find. I never knew that, but not all money is green. That's true. You're very observant, Ava. Each country has its own unique money, and they use different colors and designs to make their money stand out. But why do they use different colors? Well, different colors can help people identify the different types of money more easily. It's also a way for countries to show their national symbols and culture. That's so cool. I know, right? Did you know that the Canadian dollar is purple and has pictures of animals on it, like beavers and polar bears? And the Japanese yen has different colors and designs for each denomination. Wow. Okay, before we go, I have a money joke for you. Why did the football coach go to the bank? Uh, I don't know. Why? To get his quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, Dad. Okay, that, that actually was a really good one. I mean, usually our jokes are pretty lame, but I like that. To get his quarterback. Okay, kids, you'll have to remember that one. That will be a good one to share on the playground or at lunchtime. People will think you're so cool. So there you have it, from bartering to banknotes to bitcoins, we have come a long way. Wait, Bitcoin? What is that? Well, I think we might have just found another topic for our next episode. Awesome! Don't forget to tune in again next week, everyone. I already have a bunch of questions I want to ask. Have a great week! See ya! Thanks for joining us for the show. 
If you want to be a part of this podcast, ask your parents to help you record your question on a voice recording app and then email us at hello at financewithkids.com. Be sure to include your first name, age, and the city where you live. Oh yeah, if you like this show, please leave us a review and share it with your friends. See you next time.